Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. From that great Scottish poet, Robbie Burns, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. In other words, sometimes your grand plans go right into the crapper. No, I'm not saying that's the deal with the 2022 New York Mets. Not yet, anyway, but right now, let's just say the Amazons are dealing with what we would call a very unhealthy situation. Extremely unhealthy. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. You know, the new skipper, Buck Showalter, came out with a um, very interesting quote. He said, the sky is not falling, it's just rain in talking about his current team situation. Well, it might be rain, but it is a rainstorm. It is hurricanes, cyclones, tornadoes. It is a, like I said, a very, very unhealthy, unhealthy situation. You know, for you folks who might not be baseball fans, let's, Jacob deGrom, pretty much since 2018, has been arguably the best pitcher in all of baseball. In all of baseball. Uh, he won the Cy Young Award in 2018. He won it again in 2019. In 2020, you know, it was the pandemic season, so that was the shortened season. And, and last year, uh, he was rocking his way to what looked like was going to be another Cy Young Award season. I mean, the guy had a record of seven and two with a 1.08 earned run average when he was shut down on July 7th. Reason I know it was July 7th, he was shut down on my one of my daughter's birthdays. So I remembered that day very well, being at my daughter's birthday and me being a Mets fan. But having said that, so, you know, season went by. Mets didn't get into the postseason. And he was shut down with the elbow problem. Okay. So now we come back to spring training. And he looks healthy. He comes out of the gate, you know, when he first starts throwing, hitting 97, 98, 99 miles an hour. And the optimism is off the charts because... As you may or may not know, the Mets, and I'm, I'm saying this because not everybody might be a baseball fan and not up on all the details, but the Mets signed free agent Max Scherzer in the offseason to a, you know, former multiple Cy Young Award winner to a, form, to a formidable, <laughs> what am I talking about formidable, for an insane three-year deal for $130 million. What are we, we're talking about $43.3 million per, okay? And really, it, it conjured up memories for me of a uh, time years gone by when 
Guys by the name of Koufax and Drysdale were a one-two punch for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And in this modern day of baseball, here we are in 2022, that to me looked like as dynamic a one-two punch as you could have imagined for me since Koufax and Drysdale. And I'm talking about the 60s because Koufax hung it up after the 66 season. And, and listen, you can go with all the Braves, you know, when the Braves had their great staffs, you know. Uh, but to me, I'm telling you, that one-two punch conjured up, you know, thoughts of great things could happen for the New York Mets. Great things were going to happen for the New York Mets in 2022. Looking like a lock for a postseason berth and really a very, very formidable pick, if you want, for a World Series championship. But again, as I said in my hoping, best laid plants could go into the crapper because here we go with the regular season coming up this Thursday, Mets in our nation's capital to face the Nationals. And it ends up that Jacob deGrom is shut down. Basically, he's going to be shut down for two months anyway. I'm not a doctor. But according to everything that's been told to us, Jacob deGrom is not going to throw for a month. So if he's not throwing for a month, April's done. I mean, I don't see him starting a game until June. All right? So that was a kick in the teeth, a kick in the ass, a kick between the legs, wherever you want to call it. Gut punches, use any which one you want. Take your choice. You don't replace a guy like Jacob deGrom. Now, you know, again, we, we've been through this in, in football the past season with the, uh, you know, with the Giants, you know, next man up, next man up. And that's that's the way manager Buck Walter says it's got to be an opportunity for somebody else. I'm not getting into who's coming in and, and that. I'm just saying yeah, it's got to be an opportunity. That's fine. But reality is reality. And right now, reality sucks for the New York Mets. But if that wasn't bad enough, then we find out that Mr. Scherzer, Max Scherzer, the one with the $130 million three-year contract at 43.3 per year, who's 37 years old, comes up with a tight hamstring. So he is... As of this moment when I'm speaking to you, he is iffy for this Thursday's opener. So you might not have, no, you definitely don't have Jacob deGrom, and you might not have Max Scherzer for the opener. Okay. You know, we've just come off a shortened spring training. What was it, 99 days, 100 days uh, lockout? You come off a shortened spring training. And 
Now you look at a situation where I guess you can look at both sides. Players wanting to make as much as they can because you never know when an injury is going to affect them and their careers. And then you can understand from an owner's standpoint, and you've always heard me say, I'm a capitalist, a capitalist I'm for a, a player making as much as he possibly can. But, I mean, if I'm an owner, I got to balk at some of these mega million dollar contracts that I'm giving a guy and I got to hold my breath, especially for a pitcher. And I love Jacob deGrom. I mean, to me, he is a pro's pro. I find him to be a throwback to the years I was talking about with Koufax and Drysdale. Just give me the damn ball. Let me go out, throw, pitch. Let me do my job. He's not a me guy. He's a team guy. He has no braggadocio about him. Uh, He's not a, a showboater. Just wants to do his job. Period. He's not a quote machine. He doesn't need to see his name in lights. But, you know, now now look at the situation. Jacob deGrom, before the 2019 season, he signed a um, he signed a five-year deal. I think it was, it was $137.5 million. Not bad. Uh, you know, was it 27.4 million per year? Not exactly what you would call a mere bag of shells, if, if you get my drift. But he also had the opportunity to opt out after this season, after the fourth season. Well, yeah, why well, I feel bad for the Mets in their current state of affairs and the Met fans. Feel bad for DeGrom too. He's going to be 34 in June. You know, he could opt out to test the waters of free agency. Doesn't mean he was going to leave the Mets to test the waters. Well, if I'm Mets owner Steve Cohn, or I'm any other owner out there, I drool. If I'm I'm the Mets, I drool the chance of re-signing Jacob deGrom. And if I'm another owner from another team, I drool at the chance of securing his signature on a free agent contract. But how much am I going to be willing to spend on a guy who, who at 34 who's, you know, coming off another injury plague season? Am I going to give him what Scherzer got, $130 million for three years? And that's the state of affairs in baseball. I I don't know why it is. I was talking with a buddy the other night. We were talking on a phone. He's a Red Sox fan. And we were just talking about the state of affairs in baseball. We don't know why it is this way. And, and, and you know, quite frankly, folks, I'm that way in all sports. I guess in particular, baseball and football. But medical advances are so far advanced 
from the 60s and, and the training methods and all this. And it just seems to me that I'm hearing more and more and more and more and more about injuries, whether it's the elbow or the shoulder or, or, or the, the, the forearm or the bicep or the tricep. I, it, you just constantly hear about it. Now, now, I know somebody might say, well, Rush, your boy Koufax, he had a go. He, he retired uh, after 66 when he was, you know, 30 years old. And, and yes, but let me tell you, uh, uh, he was my all-time idol as a player, okay? Uh, you're talking about, you know, insane numbers, insane numbers, you know, off the charts numbers. But, you know, he had an arthritic elbow. So that was an extenuating situation. But I'm just talking, it seems like one thing after another, after another, and one guy is doing Tommy John surgery and another guy is doing Tommy John surgery. It just never ceases to end. Like I said, I'm thinking about guys that I remember okay i'm thinking about the kofax and drysdale i'm thinking about arch rival from the san francisco giants juan marichal i'm thinking about bob gibson okay i'm thinking about all these guys and the, the whitey fords and just guys from my era you know from that era who threw heat extreme heat I I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's training methods. I don't know if guys are putting too much pressure trying to throw the ball through the catcher. And the the, that, the one thing that really gets me about Degrom, because I've always said this about Degrom, Degrom is not a thrower. Degrom is a pitcher. He pitches. I believe a lot of injuries to players happen today because they want to be throwers. You, you, there's too much uh, reliability on the jugs gun, on how many miles per hour. We, we never used to hear about, oh, he's up in the 90s or it's 100. Now everything, whoa. I mean, you see the graphic all the time. It's become too much. Now, again, I don't know if that's been the case for Jacob deGrom. I, I don't know, so I, I don't want to say that's the case. But Jacob deGrom is not a thrower. He's a pitcher. You know, you hear that a lot about catchers. There are some catchers who are just catchers. Others are receivers. There's a big difference. The receiver knows how to operate behind home plate. Well, Jacob deGrom is a pitcher. He knows how to operate on the mound. Okay? So I'm I'm befuddled by his entire situation. I, I just do not understand. I, I don't understand it. And it's, it's, you know, it's not an elbow. It's a forearm. Or, or now it's the shoulder. It's the bone. And... and we got to rest this and, and can't throw for a month. It, it's, it's one thing after another. And, and in fairness, in fairness to Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter, I, I love this quote. 
you know, every, everybody's asking, well, what are you going to... Look, he, he said, the sky's not falling, it's just rain. But it's not a sprinkle. It's not a sprinkle at all. You know, when you have when you have a guy when you have two guys on a mound on your staff by the names of DeGrom and Scherzer, it's real hard to go into an extend extended losing streak. Very, very difficult. Well, DeGrom's not there. DeGrom's not there to take the ball every fifth day, whatever it is. Now, you know, Scherzer's a maybe for this week. But, you know, he's a 37-year-old pitcher. So that's a maybe in bold italics. And here you are, the season's opening this Thursday, and everybody's got to hold their breath, at least Met fans do. It's a very unfortunate situation. Very, very unfortunate. It, it kind of... I just shook my head because DeGrom, like I say, he's a pitcher. Are you, you Listen, you folks might remember when, we, when Noah Syndergaard was still with the Mets. And he'd hurt this and he'd hurt that and he'd have an oblique strain. And as a oblique strain. And I used to say, he's... Listen, he could throw some big time heat. He was a they called him Thor. He was a big strong strapping guy. But you know what? To me, he always tried to throw the ball too hard. Because he was a thrower, he was not pitching. You know, one of my great Sandy Koufax stories. I know I've mentioned this on a podcast before. I mean, Koufax had years that were, you know, not good, they were insane. All right? Uh but it all turned for Koufax going into the 1961 season. I, I know he, he was 18 and 13 that season. His ERA was like 3.5, something like that. But in spring training, there was an exhibition game. And at that time, folks, it's a lot different than it is today. A lot, a lot of times, you know, today, I goes maybe a couple of innings in a spring training game. Back in that day, you could go a half a game. You can even pitch an entire game in spring, in an exhibition game, a spring training game, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the manager at the time, Walter Alston, they for whatever reason, I don't know if it was injuries or what, they were short on pitching. And he told Koufax, you might have to go to distance today. So there he was apparently in the first inning. And I think Koufax, I think he, he had walked... I don't, they didn't score any runs, but he walked, they think, the first three guys. And his catcher, Norm Sherry, came out to talk to him. The name Sherry sounds familiar. His brother, Larry Sherry, was a hero, uh, a relief pitcher for the Dodgers in the 59 World Series when they beat the uh, White Sox. But anyway, Norm Sherry comes out and says, hey, why don't you try and take a little something off the ball? Don't try and throw so hard. Koufax did that. He proceeded to strike out the side. He comes back into the dugout, and Norm Sherry says to him, how did you feel? I felt good, Koufax says. Well, Sherry says to him, you want to know what? You took something off, but the ball was coming in 
harder. Huh? Yeah, you were in a rhythm. You were in a different rhythm. It was just exploding in my mitt. It's learning how to pitch. It's learning how to pitch. You know, and, you know, the rest was history. 18 and 13 that season. He was 14 and 7 and 62 when he had to be shut down because he had a circulatory problem in his finger. He was on the way to a 20-game season. He led the league in ERA that year with a 2.54. The next year, he was 25 and 5. Colfax, I'm just looking this up. He was 1.88 ERA. 19 and 5 the next season in 64. Had to be shut down in July, end of July, with an elbow problem. That's when the arthritis started to come up. Again, league-leading ERA, 1.74. Coming off that, he was 26-8 and in 65 with a 2.04 ERA. And the next year, he was 27-9 and with a 1.73 ERA. Strikeouts. I'm just rolling out numbers to you, folks. 269, 216, 306, 223, 318, 317. How's this for innings pitched? And maybe I shouldn't do this because I don't want to seem like I'm comparing these guys because none of these guys compare to Koufax. But I'm doing it for a reason. He was one point. How's this? Uh, where are we? Where are we? Okay. In 61, 255 innings. In this shortened season uh, w- w- with the circulatory problem in his finger, 184. Then 311 innings, 223 innings, 335 innings, 323 innings. Complete games, 20, 15. His last two years, he had 27 complete games in each season. The thing, the reason I'm, I'm talking about Colfax while I'm talking about DeGrom, because what we got to see from DeGrom was something we hadn't seen since the Colfax time. I mean, he just didn't, DeGrom hasn't had any really offensive support, but his ERAs were off the charts. In 2018, DeGrom's ERA was 170. 2019, 2.43. 2020, in in that shortened season, 2.38. Last year, 1.08. We hadn't seen that kind of stuff since the Koufax era. But now it's injuries. And the Mets have a problem. Yeah, listen, Mets have a good team. They've, they've got good players. But pitching, pitching wins. And now, now while the Mets were hoping to get off to a good start, now you got to hold your breath. And you're really holding your breath because you don't... Listen, if something happens to Scherzer, forget best laid plans going awry. Forget being in a crap, but you're flat out in the shithouse. But I don't want to... I want to say what Buck Showalter is saying. The sky is not falling. It's rain. It's just rain. But it is a rainstorm. Now, the season, we haven't even played game one in season of 162 games. So, you got reason to be optimistic that things can work out. But you can also be saying the flip side. 
game one hasn't even we haven't even played game one yet and now we're not just dealing with injuries we're dealing with a monster injury to our number one guy and we gotta worry about our number two guy that's a problem your choice is to look at the glass half full if you're a Mets fan or look at it glass half empty I'm going to choose to look at it as half full. But it's shaking and it's spilling. I got the glass all over the place. But I'm still going to look at it half full for now anyway. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can always do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalsberg.com. I want to give a great big thank you, as always, to my home here at Believe.com because, as I say every week, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you to people once again because without you people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everybody, and let's play ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.